0: could tell this guy was not I just knew by looking at him that there's a story behind that and <laughs> you know me there's a story
1: right then Mel we are having a great conversation today and um, I just want to say thank you for giving up your time to come and have this chat, which I know will be full of brilliant, insightful messages, metaphors, and maybe even some tips for all our lovely Rebooters out there who are thinking about 2021. I reckon nearly everyone we know is thinking about 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get rid of this year. So, and, and I wanted to have this conversation because you, for me, have been the epitome of so many things that we we feel passionate about. We we me myself and my um, my peer group, my um, fellow business owners, my associates, the mentor community who are all part of Reboot. We are all in this because we are passionate that other people get to grow and perhaps do some different things in and with their life um and there is no better way of knowing that we're in it for the right reasons and when we see people like yourself getting stuck in and giving it their best shot um and this is the week where reboot has been talking about resilience yes and the 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 factors of resilience and what they are, what they mean, and how we can develop them. And I'm like, right, Melissa Thacker. <laughs> later. I need to hunt that girl down and I need to get her on the airwaves because she's got some great stuff to talk Thank about. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So here you are. So I wondered whether you could say a couple of words about yourself, just You know, a little bit about you, your background, where you work, and how we first met.
0: Okay, yeah, so as you said, my name is Melissa Thacker. Um, I work at Sanctuary Housing. I've been there for nearly nine years now. I did start off as a customer service officer, taking inbound calls, and become a manager um, after 18 months. Um, I love working at the sanctuary, and I love the people I work with, I love the company, and I want to... Progress within the company. I, I didn't. I haven't always been in office work. I used. I did leave in school all them um, years ago. I did. Um, I did start off in, in factories and working in factories, and um, and then I decided I wanted to get into office work, but I didn't have no experience at all. When I was at school, you didn't have computers in in the classroom like you do now. Um, so. I decided I wanted to train to get in office work and, and I did and I've worked my way up from there. Um, so when the, I found out about Reboot and it came on uh, um, and I looked at it and at first uh, when I thought about Reboot I thought oh well the Microsoft Excel would be good for me because I need to know a bit more about Microsoft Excel so that was my, my aim of going on the Reboot induction and. When I went, this is when me and you met, Lou, and on the induction back in April last year, um, and it was it was definitely an eye opener for me because there was so much so much I could take away from that, um, not just the courses um, what I could could attend, it was also the um, ILM as well the Institute of Leadership and Management um, courses as well and I never knew all that was was there and not, I, I didn't know that I had I was entitled to be part of that and um, so when I went on the induction it was it was definitely an eye-opener for me and it it made me realize how much I can gain from a reboot journey and that's when it all started.
1: And I, I when I put the phone down to you the other week and I walked off, and I was—I went downstairs to make myself a cup of tea, and I was laughing my head off because I'm like, "This is a girl that came to do Excel, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she's like ticks every box that you could possibly imagine." Um, so that—that that should be the trailer to this this recording, <laughs> actually. This is a girl that came to do Excel, and then look what happened, you know.
0: I, I can't believe how many courses I've been on, and not—not not just the courses because of. I'm doing my ILM level five. It's not, I haven't just attended them courses. It's been various courses like managing conflict and the um, uh, creating personal impact and all of them, which to assume, like say, when you read up on the courses and what they're all about and what you could get from them, then you know that you may gain another skill by attending that course. And, and that's what I always want to do. I want to try and better myself as much as I can. Um, and even though there's... No opportunities within my company now to be a senior manager. I'm not. It it doesn't mean that I have to stop doing what I'm doing with my, you know, my ILM and the courses. It's just gaining that, uh, gaining more skills and knowledge, and also um, having the confidence because I used to lack a lot of confidence. And since the reboot journey, I've, I've gained a lot more confidence by attending the courses and and also having you know meetings with yourself and my mentor Mark.
1: Yeah, so that's, that's a great one, that is, the confidence, because if I had a pound for every time I stood in a training room and, you know, always at the start, it's the right thing to do to get your the group that you're working with, you know, you start with the big question, so what do you want? What have you come shopping for today? You've got two days with us, but yeah. what do you want to walk out of here with at the end of today? And, you know, nine times out of ten, people say, I really want to build my confidence so so what in terms of I'm I'm making the assumption here um because we often don't always have a way of measuring that confidence but how do you know that you've got more of it now
0: before the reboot journey I never when I never stayed in a hotel room on my own and I never went into a room of strangers and, and not know what's going to happen so I think by attending the courses, making yourself, pushing yourself that little bit, myself that little bit, it's allowed me to open up. And and I, I talk to, you know, build relationships with the people on the courses, learn a lot more. And I think with confidence, I, I think everybody doubts the confidence. And I think everybody thinks that I'm not as confident as that, that person next to me. But that person next to you might be thinking exactly the same. And I've realised that now where it doesn't mean that you're not confident it just it's just in your mind a lot of the time that you're not it, it, what how you um are perceived is is different to how you think of yourself
1: yeah yeah that's um and, and you know we h- here are we in our team bombing around the country, staying in hotel rooms two or three nights a week in all yeah. sorts of random nooks and crannies of the country that we never knew existed. And we take it for granted. And, and we often take it for granted when people walk through the doors of an induction and we just assume that they're all right and that they, they are having exactly the same experience as us. <laughs> so you can lose sight of that. So it's always good to hear, actually, to actually arrive through the doors of an induction which does pack a bit of a punch Yes. Yeah. it's massive for people it's absolutely massive
0: yes yeah. it's a big step but it's worth taking because once you've crossed once you've got into that room and you see all the other people and then you see how the induction goes over the two days it's a, you come away and you just feel fantastic you really do and and it's not just me saying this aspect to the other people who was on my induction with me and they all said the same thing: how good it made you feel, and that gives you the push to say, "Well, actually, I want to go on this course. I want to go on that course." A week later, I was on the phone with my mentor, going, "Right, these are the courses you need to sign me on to <laughs> And I didn't mind the travelling, and I didn't mind everything because it's well, we're lucky because it is all paid for for us. So mm-hmm. it's it's more putting yourself out there so that you you're gaining everything for yourself. You're gaining your own confidence and your knowledge and your skills it's not you're not doing it for everybody else you're doing it for you
1: yeah and and so that you know you mentioned your mentor there the lovely Mark Dixon so for you guys it it was a match made in heaven so you know the northerners prevail here in that (laughs) relationship um a lovely personality match um and he's got you know a wealth of wisdom that he gets to share with you. And and you know, there will be so much that you will give here. And I know he would sit next to me if he was here and say, Yeah, but look what I've learnt from you, Mel. There'll there'll be lots in there. So (laughs) great, great um match. Um I want to ask the question, because there are some people out there in our community where sometimes that match doesn't feel quite right. And that might just be initially, and then it sorts itself out, and then that that is the match made in heaven. Yeah. Or it never is the right fit with the the that mentor. Um, the luck of the draw just didn't happen on that occasion. So what yeah. would be what would be your advice if there was somebody that is struggling to get the right dynamic going?
0: The fact is you don't know your mentor until you meet them in, on your induction. So you have to get to know a person. And I was quite nervous at first because, like I say, I'd, I'd never met Mark. I didn't know him. I didn't know his background at this, at this time on my induction. Um, and then when you start doing the meetings, it you start building that relationship. So at first, it is like you're talking to a stranger and you don't really know what to talk about. And there is more of the mentor Mark asking me the questions, but now we've sort of built our relationship and we're confident in each in each other. It's more I'm asking him the questions and saying what I need from him, and nice. um, so it's more build. It is building that relationship and, and trusting yourself. But yeah, at first it is going to be a little. It is going to be a little bit like that. So I don't think it's more the personalities don't match. I think it it is more just getting to know someone and opening your mind to things of what they're actually telling you and because they do it they've given you the right advice and they they're helping you along the way so yeah that, that's what I think
1: It's it's almost like opening up a gift there's quite a complex bit of kit but no one's ever given you this type of gift before so you yeah. don't really know what to do with it or make it work or bring yeah. out bring out the or use its apps to its full if it was a bit of technology you know oh, I don't really use all those apps because they don't they, they don't really mean anything to me so I'll just use yeah. this bit instead so you're only really using it to say 10% of its full potential so yeah yeah, yeah I, I think um they need to be more utilized these mentors
0: definitely like Mark's helped me through a lot and um as, as I've said to you, I've had a lot of personal issues to deal with, um, with bereavement, losing my dad and losing mm-hmm. my, um, you know, other people, even including my dog this year. And my dog was 17, so he had been with me for 17 years, but dog, bless him. Mm-hmm. And, and all of that and all of the other things that have happened in my personal life has helped me along the way. So it's not just a mentor. It's not just a mentor because of, um, you know, the reboot and, oh, well, how are you doing on your courses or why haven't you done this, why haven't you done that? It's more about your well-being and yeah. making sure you're okay. And and having somebody at the beginning as a stranger asking you that, it's a, it's more like, well, I don't really want to talk about my problems. But then when you get to know know people, like like I've got to know Mark, it's more I do open up to him and I do say, if he asks me how, if I'm okay, I'll tell him the truth. If I'm not, we'll talk about things. And, and, and it's good to have that relationship.
1: Yeah yeah and sometimes I don't know about you but for me I find it sometimes easier if that person is completely neutral to my work to my family yeah to the to the to the characters in my life that might drive me a bit nuts at times but having that (laughs) neutral entity that you can use as a sounding board it's it's brilliant oh
0: definitely yeah I agree
1: yeah (laughs) so you were um uh, and I think, so listen to what you just said there, Mel. There are people, you know, we're getting to the end of a long old year, really, or a funky year. Yeah, uh, Let's not say it's negative because it isn't for everybody. It's really positive on so many levels for so many people. But there have been some funky twists and turns to people's lives this year. And we're getting to the end of that now. We've got our three weeks left to go and we're into 2021. So um you have achieved a lot this year haven't you and you've yeah (laughs) remained remained resilient with a lot of things this year as well so you can pick any you can go anywhere go anywhere you like but um I wondered whether you could share a little bit yeah no that's
0: fine so when you say about resilience I I didn't I didn't know what resilience meant at first until I did the e-learning course, and I didn't, I've, I didn't understand it um, of what they meant when you say somebody's resilient. And when I did the e-learning course, I did that last year, and I realised when you're listening to people and the stories and, and going through the, that e-learning course, it's, it's it that makes you realise of what you've already been through and what hurdles you've got over. Um, and you do it. Well, a lot of people do it automatically, and they don't even realise what they've done and what they've achieved so um as you say I lost my dad last year and then this year you know there's been a lot there's been a lot of hurdles like say losing my dog who is a big part of, of the issue um also you know not being able to see my family I do live on my own um so it's been very difficult we have been doing video calls like I'm sure a lot of people have with a family so may, I do make sure I have video calls twice a week with my family um, but it's not like I can go around and give my mum a hug because it's not allowed. Um, and even this Christmas, it's three households only. So because I've got two uh, two sisters and a brother, um, and we, and then there's my mum. There's five households, so we had to choose which which of the brother, uh, brothers and sisters was going to go with my mum. And who was, well, I was going to say left out because I don't feel left out. So we've decided my brother and my oldest sister is staying warm with my mum and being in her Christmas bubbles um, because they've got young children as well. But that means that for me, it's I, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be seeing, seeing my family this Christmas, which is quite tough, really, when you think you're with them every year. Um but I am in my uncle's bubble so I am I'm not gonna be alone <laughs> it's just gonna be different yeah. definitely not gonna be alone um I am in my uncle's bubble instead uh, so yeah that's same. Um, but this year uh, like from a work point of view as well working at home and I've been lucky I you know I, I could wear I've got set up at home I've you know from March I haven't been I've only been in the office two weeks and then we got sent back home again and um, so this year I've been in the office a couple of months and that's it so the rest of the time I've been working from home and it it, it can be difficult it, it can be but you know that people are still there do you know if I pick up the phone or do you know you can just Skype them or Zoom, use Zoom or Microsoft Teams and um, so there is always people there but Saying that, even though there has been difficult times, there's also been good points as well. I've built a lot more relationships this year, even, as like, for instance, with my team at work. we were a close team. I'm, I manage seven people now, but we're so close, and they support each other as well as they're supporting me, vice versa. Um, but while we've been on lockdown, we've been a lot closer, closer than we always have been when we was in the office. So... The, there is definitely positives what co- has come out of this um, of this lockdown, and 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 yeah, it's good it's good to it's good to see that because I'm sure in 2021 when things go a little bit better, there, and um, I'm sure then then relationships will carry on and they will be stronger than there was in 2019.
1: Mm. So God, there's a melting pot of stuff in there that I want to ask you about, and I'm still, <laughs> I'm still like hooked on the. Sorry, um, no, I feel no. a bit like right, uh, you're coming round my house for Christmas dinner. <laughs> I'm like my kids will love it. But we're on our own, but um, you know we can we can sort that out. No problem. We've got a bit of spare pig in a blanket. It'd be all right. but um i'm going to go back to that in a minute but um just picking up on the team thing there i again i I interact a lot with people who are integral to teams uh and they've had to re-educate themselves on how they function as a team and and that's a bit of a make or break point so there's some some really interesting um you know it's either made relationships stronger better more efficient yeah loud a little bit more funky stuff to to creep in that that keeps the relationship apart um so I'm fascinated by that and I'm very happy to say we've got got another podcast about um teams and their functionality coming up so (laughs) watch this space um what what for you um because you're leading in that team as well so what for you is some of the secret ingredients that enables that growth
0: i think it's put you have to put your trust in people because we're all working from home and we're all um we all we've all got a job to do um so you have to put first of all put your trust in your team and um, making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and also respecting them i think if you if you don't show respect to your team they don't respect you and and i feel like i i always treat them the way that i would like to be treated uh, so it's it's having that that support network there so we don't just support our, each other by well due to, like, work-related issues, we support each other in personal issues as well. So if there's something going on um, in somebody's personal life, they do talk to us about it and we, and we discuss it. And, and I've realised now, like, when you just mentioned about resilience, I've... Um, I, we don't usually do that in my in work. and I've never heard... That's why I'd never heard of... Well, I heard of the word. It's just I didn't know what it was. Um, but I didn't... I, sanctuary we've never actually discussed about how resilient our staff are so i have put that in my next review with my team i've sent them some information and i said about like the stress side of it and stress isn't always a bad thing because we have all got our sanctuary is a stressful job it is and anybody who works with me will will agree um so it's more i want them to understand about how they've come over the got got over the hurdles because i know they've all had difficult time not just this year past couple of years and i and i feel like they need to realize how much they've achieved the self not through what i've done for them or what the team's done for them but what have they done personally for the self and also um i've concentrated on two areas i'm concentrating on the um reflection and also the um relaxation side of it so what do you do to help yourself and I'm, I've asked them specific questions and we're going to discuss it in the reviews next week. Um, and I want them to open, they do open up to me anyway, but I want to open up further and and, and go away feeling positive to say, actually, yeah, I am resilient because I know they all are, but do they see that in
1: themselves?
0: Yeah. So um, I, am, I have like the things I'm learning on the courses, I like to take them back with me and try mm. and uh, interact them in my job. What I'm doing now, and whether that's going to our training team, saying, "Oh, well, can you put something in place for this for new members of staff, or um, something that I can just do with my team myself?" um, Then I do try and um, integrate it quite well.
1: Brilliant. See, for me, that's leadership. So we we have these conversations (laughs) in training rooms and in coaching sessions, and it's so. What is leadership then? But for me, leadership is about you've got to go out there and play with it and and experiment and see if it makes a difference. And only when you do it, get some results and play with it a little bit more. Yeah, that's leadership. That's what leadership is. And sometimes it's not always about getting it right either, is it?
0: No, no, it's, it's more about, yeah, testing it and seeing whether it works or not. And if anything, if it does work, brilliant, that's great, because then that might help that other person. Um, if it helps half of my team to, to realise that they are resilient and the strength they've got, then brilliant that that's that's what i that's what i want if it's a i do i do believe the whole team will be you know will really get involved in it and um, so yeah it'll be good for them to actually discuss how resilient they are and it'll really help their well-being
1: i like that that's life that's that's pure evidence that <laughs> what we're doing has a domino effect i'm happy with that tick yeah. doing it yay <laughs> um yeah, so uh, brilliant, and and, and I, I'm sure you'll agree. Kate's put some fantastic stuff out this week, hasn't oh, she? Definitely, yes. Really cool yeah. stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love it. I've I've read all of it. It's it's really informative. It's really it's just it just, it does make you realise uh, about how things can affect you, and especially like because the body and mind is so um you know entwined that you know we we have to realise that what our body is telling is sometimes what, you know, what our mind tells telling is sometimes what our body needs. And we need to realise that, that, of course, we do communicate and we do need to listen to ourselves yeah. and to ourselves really, because a lot of the time we, we're always hard on ourselves and too hard at times. And we need to take a step back and say, look at what I've done, look at what I've achieved. You know, if I can do it then, I can do it again. And And that's
1: what I want to move forward with. Yeah, good. Good stuff. So that's that's the leader there looking after her team, doing her stuff and (laughs) testing out her learning um, with the support of a mentor. What about the, the team looking out for their leader? How do you know that they've got your back, that they are with you and that trust and respect that you mentioned, which are critical to high performance? How do you know they've got your back?
0: So from a web perspective, um, I know that they give 100% every day. So my team split. I have half the people taking inbound calls and half the people on the admin team. So I manage phone staff and admin staff. Um, so my phone staff, they've got targets to hit. Well, both of them have the admin staff as well, but the phone staff have got targets to hit how many calls per hour, the average handling time, and they... Always strive to hit them targets, and I would say ninety percent of the time they do. They can't do it one hundred percent of the time. Nobody's perfect. We're all human. It depends what type of calls come in. So I don't expect it every single day. But if they do, they do make sure that they'll communicate with me. If they have a really tough call, um, then they tell me about it, and we'll talk about it. And uh, so I know from a web perspective they're doing, it, they're giving one hundred percent. And from uh, the admin point of view, my admin staff. I could just, they're so sufficient, I could just leave them to it and the the job would get done. So they've got a lot of work involved um, and there's different tasks what needs to be done that day. And I know that I can leave them and not have to worry. I know the job will get done. So like I say, from a work um, perspective, it's a trust I've got in them that then I know that they'll do the job. And then they, I know that they'll work the hardest to hit the targets for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could test you out now, couldn't I? And ask you what style of leadership that is in ILM, but I'm not that cruel. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I know, you know it cause you passed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's the reflection piece. <laughs> the other R. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um, so, I I picked up on something that you said earlier when you did this is so this for me again is another sign of leadership or personal growth and personal leadership self-leadership self um, awareness self-management the, those components of emotional intelligence and how do you make that decision in a family unit how you're going to divide your time over Christmas. And we could laugh about that, but that's a big emotional melting pot, isn't it? Especially after the the year that you've had, when you've said goodbye to your dad, your dad's not here anymore. And I know that you've been rebuilding that relationship with your mum, creating a stronger unit there and making that decision around Christmas. So can you you give us a bit? Because there'll be people out there who are having to do that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it was it was a hard decision, but I believed it was the right thing to do. So, because... Uh, as I say, because uh, there's my mum, there's uh, me, my two sisters, and my brother, and we all live in different households. It is five households, and there's, like I say, over Christmas, you all three households, and you have to stick to the same three households over that five-day period. So it's not like two of us could go down one day and then two is the other. It's just not allowed. It's against the rules. So we... I thought about it and I discussed it with the family and and the the reason I thought like that is because my mum yes she loves to see all of us over Christmas we all go down Christmas day we spend the day together then we'll go home usually have our you know separate lunch uh, dinners and and settle down for the day um but she knows that we're all still there but it's more about the grandkids as well. My oldest sister and my brother have both got kids and, and they're still quite young kids and, and my mum loves it, loves Christmas and loves children around Christmas and I just thought it would be better for my mum to have the kids around her as well, the grandkids. And so that decision was made, um, well, I... I sort of made the decision, and then I discussed it with my other sister, who was also staying away from my mum's at Christmas. Um, and I discussed it with her, and she was like, "Yeah, I completely agree. Where you're coming from, you know, it would be make more sense for for my oldest sister and my brother to be in my mum's bubble, and with the grandchildren as well. Uh, so, it, but it is difficult. I, I was because last year was the first year without my dad. And I went to my mum. So it was me, we was all there, but it was me, my mum and my brother having lunch, having our Christmas dinner together. My sister had already been and, and visited. And, and it was lovely having to, you know, reminiscing about my dad and all of the Christmases before that. Um, and this, so this is the only, this is the second Christmas without my dad and it, it is going to be difficult because I'm not seeing any of the family, um, well, my, my close family. So I am close to my uncle. Um, my dad's brother and i've decided to be in his bubble they don't live, live that far from me so which is a bonus and i've decided to be in his bubble so i'm going to his for uh, his house to, for christmas dinner and um, and it'll be lovely you know and we do you know he just support me anyway and i support him and and it will be great but i'll still have that feeling of i still miss i'm gonna still miss christmas a little bit and uh, but we are going to have a video call. We we are doing video call on uh, Christmas Day, so I'll still be I'll still be seeing them just virtually. Not I won't be able to see them and give them a hug like I usually do.
1: Yeah,
0: but yeah. It was a tough decision, but it's the right decision to do. And and as you said, a lot of families out there this Christmas, they will be the same. And yeah. and it is a difficult choice to make, but you have to make the right choi- choice for your family. And and I believe that for my mom, that is the right choice.
1: Yeah, the kids will lighten it all up for her, won't yeah. they? Um, and yeah. and uh, this is a critical question now. Has your uncle got a good drinks cabinet?
0: <laughs> my uncle doesn't drink. Oh, so God. Drink Are you own.
1: sure you're going to the right place? <laughs> yeah,
0: my uncle drink, So it's like I'll be taking my own or, or I'll, <laughs> got something in there. It in better the
1: be office. a good cook then. <laughs> yeah, it's a good
0: cook. It's, it's okay. I'll do the cooking, but no, he doesn't drink, so um Yeah,
1: <laughs> there's only so much only fools and horses on the tally can pull off. <laughs>
0: that's exactly what my
1: Christmas <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny! That's funny. Right, I'll be te- I'll text you on Christmas Day now. How many of, How many of you had? <laughs> oh god! So okay, so that's like that's the serious piece of that is so yeah. big. Big decisions. Funny old time of year. Um, I know, I know you're always trying to do your best by your mum because you're off going to put her Christmas decorations up in November last time I spoke to you. That made me laugh. Um, And so big decisions. It's been Christmas time. You've got this leadership journey. And the lovely thing is I've been able to ask you a couple of questions there around how do you know There's been growth. How do you know you're doing this and that? And and you've just given me these lovely stories of evidence (laughs) and things that you'll do with your team. So that's brilliant. Um, And you've had some success with the ILM. Yes. So I've
0: passed my first assignment and I'm nearly completed on my second. So it will be submitting it by Christmas. So I've just got a last little bit to do, the summary bit. um, And then that'll be done. Fantastic. (laughs) I, I, you know me, Lou. I'm quite comp, I'm quite a competitive person. Really, I think I'm co- I think I compete against myself sometimes. <laughs> and because I got a good pass on my first assignment, I don't just want a pass. I want a good pass because. I, a, a pass is not good enough for me I, I do want, I want to do the best I can so I am very critical of myself and I, w- I want to do everything right so that's why I haven't submitted it as yet I just want to get everything perfect as perfect as I think it can be and then submit
1: yeah. it Yeah, and, I, and I've, <laughs> I've had a little sneaky look with you and I think it's looking great so you've Thank got you. no, no problems at all um so what about so I've got all these naughty people out there who are not sticking to their plan and they're not working through these questions and they fall into my remit to nag and look after and I don't really want to do that in December um I've got too many presents to wrap and find around the house that I've (laughs) hidden but I, I just wondered whether um are there any hints or tips that you could just put out there in a high level summary to say come on, because I thought it was this and it's actually this. Or, you know, just a couple of little pointers for people so they can go, do you know what? Let's see what I can do in the next three weeks before we get into that new year.
0: Yeah, I think the main thing is making sure you allocate yourself a a set amount of time. So even if it is one night a week um, for a couple of hours, you have to allocate yourself that time so that you can get in the correct mindset to do your ILM. If you're just thinking, I'll do half an hour here, half an hour there, it doesn't work. (laughs) You you do have to sit there. Um, for a good couple of hours, so that you can get your man, mind, your, your mindset, in, in, you're in the right mindset, and then you can crack on with your assignment. Um, and make sure you're using the tools which are already provided. Um, you know, the, like the leadership um, stuff, and and also any, anything what's being passed to you to say this will help you with your ILM. Use it because it is so helpful. And if you're unsure about a question, then think about it more logically look at the look at the question again and read it, read it, read it over again and then just pinpoint the the main the main words in the question about like for example if it says critical review you need to definitely give a critical review and if you if you pick up on the certain words in the question then it allows you to then do the correct um, format of that of that example. What you need to be giving, but definitely set yourself some time aside. Um, and I know it's difficult sometimes, especially when we've got families, and you know we have to make sure like Christmas is getting done or you know finishing things off for uh, for Christmas. But I think you need to self give yourself that amount of time. And once you've done it, and once you've completed it, you will feel amazing. <laughs> I did, I did when I first passed my my first assignment it was the best news I could have received. And, and one thing I will say is that you don't need to know everything to do an assignment. You don't need to, um, like, for instance, I'll give myself as an example. When I left school, I didn't go to college. I wasn't great. I did my GCSEs, but I didn't get really good. I didn't get A to Cs. Um, I didn't, like I said, I didn't go to college, didn't go to university. So for me to do an ILM level five and without no knowledge of like a college environment or anything like that, it just shows that anybody can do it. So if I can do it, anybody can achieve it. So as long as you're pushing yourself and this is just keep focusing on why you're doing it in the first place. You haven't, you haven't gone on this journey for nothing. There's a reason behind yeah.
1: Yeah, nice. I reckon the ILM, if they heard that bit of this interview, they'd be like, right, let's poach that for marketing, <laughs> the vocational qualifications. And you're absolutely right. This is about, you know, people who want to prove that they they can do their job, that they can implement some strategic thinking, some, some setting of direction, some... Yeah some tools and skills that they've learned along the way and bringing that into the next time they go about the business. So we're hearing it all live there. It's lovely. It's great. <laughs> I, think, I think the reflective, what I'm learning from, from this community of people is that the power in the reflective journey that it takes you on, which you don't think you're going to get when you first sign up for it. But when you start, start on that journey, before you know it, you're reflecting on how you're going about your business at work. And there's no better leadership um, practice than that, in my view.
0: I completely agree. Some of the examples <clears throat> I've used, which you know, has happened maybe last year or the year before, is more about reflecting on what actually happened and why did it happen and how did it affect me and did I learn from that and what did I learn? And by asking yourself those questions and revisiting what's already happened in the past, and it gives you an insight of the way you are and where you want to be you know who you want to be and uh, and it gives you that push forward And to if you haven't act, acted correctly you know if you've acted like unprofessionally for instance that you'll remember that and then you'll think next time if that if I, I did come across that that issue again I would feel a bit differently
1: mm, yeah yeah uh, uh, so I want to go. I want to go full circle a little bit now. So I want us to think about. There's, there's two more things I'm really keen to talk about and go going back into the workplace now, and working for an organisation such as Sanctuary um, and working in that housing sector. You are exposed to various um, pockets of society that have huge needs uh, and again in a challenging year and and now in a very challenging time of year um and you know uh, from somebody that, that's grown up in south wales working class through and through always trying to make ends meet are my family um I can only begin to imagine what you you are exposed to in that business. So I'm thinking, I'm going outside of you. I'm going outside of team. I'm going more more global in our thinking now. We're out here. So what are the thoughts that come to mind for you, Mel, you know, at this time of year, after a pandemic, um, for the end users of, of what you guys provide?
0: I think... Like sanctuary do support a lot of people with disabilities the elderly the people with mental health issues so they do support a lot of the vulnerable people um but so as a company that's why i love the values of the company and the principles that the work by um but from a, you know from a personal point of view, I think it's difficult because a lot of people are out there who have really suffered. And I'll tell you a little story now. And uh, and it was it really took me back this other day. I, I was in the city centre. I did a, I was doing a little bit of shopping. This was on Sunday, and um, and I was doing my shopping, doing my last bit of Christmas shopping, what I needed to do. And I, I saw this homeless guy, and. I, yeah i looked at him and i thought straight away i thought right okay a lot you assume that a lot of homeless people uh rather uh, addicted to something whether it's drugs drink something like that but i could tell this guy was not i just knew by looking at him that there's a story behind that and <laughs> you know me <laughs> there's a story and so i i was i went by and i and, and I, did, I did give him some money and then I said, make sure you get yourself something to eat. So he said, yeah, okay, I will do. And it was about my age, thirty-seven. And he he said, he, and I said, but I left it out of that I went, I did a bit, bit more shopping, and I bought him some food, just in case he didn't get anything to eat. Um, and I got, I actually went back to him, and and I said to him, I said, oh, you got something to eat then? And he was like, oh yeah, because he was eating something. I thought, oh great. And then. I said to him, I said, do you mind if I sit down? And he was like, no. And I sat there in the city centre on the floor. Everybody else was walking by me doing the shopping, but I was sat there and I must have been sat there for about an hour talking to this homeless guy, listening to his story. And it made, you know, his story was like, you know, talking about the pandemic, he's lost his job, he's lost his house, all because of COVID. Um, you know he's lost everything basically and he's trying to get you know into a hostel or any help the, the council can give him and I just felt so so sorry for him really I didn't pity him because he didn't want pity he wasn't that type of guy he, he just was like more like "Well, oh, I will get back on my feet and and was talking for about an hour and I wasn't bothered about people walking by and looking at me weird because I was sat on the floor <laughs> I, I was more bothered about I was concerned about this guy and I know I was, you know, he he was a stranger. I didn't know him at all. Um, But at the end of that, I was more like, you know, you don't realise what people are going through in their life. You know, this pandemic and, you know, has affected people in so many different ways. And I come away thinking, my God, I'm so lucky. You know, I'm, I'm lucky because of what I've got. Yes, I might live on my own. Yes, I might get lonely sometimes, but think about what I have got I've got a family I've got a roof over my head I've I've got I've got people who love me and that guy had nothing Mm. and and I did um I did make sure he went away You know and we we had a good chat about everything and and he was a lot happier at the end of the hour and it it was nice and and I think working for I aren't saying it's just working for. sanctuary I think it's just person I am anyway where I am quite compassionate person um but working for sanctuary makes you realize even more about what people go through and ma- me and Martin, we deal with the repair side of it but the housing side which i also see as well is how many people are trying to get into the housing and, and there's not enough houses out there for people there's not you know you always see homeless people on the street or families in um you know in houses which are way too small and they're having to share bedrooms um and and it's difficult it really is difficult and I, I you know when you always wish you could do something more, but there's not a lot you can do, you know. Just on my own, it's you know it's a it's a government, isn't it? It's a it's a council wanting to do something about the homeless people and help them. But I just think that on Sunday when I sat with that homeless guy, his name was Mike. I oh,
1: <laughs> we like we like Mike already, don't we? We want to know more about Mike now and what he's doing today. I do. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I, I just said to him, "The next time I'm in town, in the city, city centre. So next time I'm there, I said I will make sure that I can never see you. Then we'll have a chat. We'll go for a coffee. You know, and it was nice. Yeah. You know, but I just think, I think I was the only person who's talked to him that day. And to me, that 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 means a, that means a lot to him. And and for me to take just an hour out of my day to spend time with him, even though I didn't know him, um, I think it that will stick to it stick with him for a long time." Yeah, just like a little little bit
1: of time. That's a powerful, powerful story. That's stopped me in my tracks a little bit. I'm like trying to hold it together oh, now. Yeah. I'm like, blimey, <laughs> whose idea is it to phone you? you <laughs>
0: Stories,
1: and I just be be careful what you wish for, <laughs> Louise Smith. You're like this resilienceometer now out there. You're out there in society finding stories. But I, I think it's it's powerful because it it it's emotive, but there's a massive message in there for all of us, isn't that? You know, what are we grateful for? What are we, what have we got right underneath our eyes, ears, noses that yeah. is that is taken for granted. You know, we walk into our houses and it's warm. Yeah, you know, we just put the kettle on and we haven't even registered that we've put the kettle on and we're making a hot drink. You know, I, I you know, I buy tea bags, but I couldn't tell you how much they cost. You know, we do things like that all the time, don't we? Yeah. So, so to have that internal compass, now that that you know, you're out there, you're doing your Christmas shopping, you got your list, you're on the the final furlongs of the Christmas list. Yeah. It's a relatively transactional headspace because everyone's got a list this time of year. <laughs> but then you move into this transformational mindset where you're, do you know what? I'm just going to go sit and have a chat with this guy. And yeah. there's that inbuilt navigational system that tells you it's safe, it's okay. I might get something out of this and so might he. Let's yeah. see where it goes in for a penny in for a pound and uh, and I think it's magical because there are so many things in today's world that are telling us not to do that because it isn't safe yeah but but what I'm hearing is that you are regardless of all of those things you are trusting your inner self to go out there and just be who you need to be it's lovely thank you it's the nicest yeah. thing to have this conversation i can't tell you i feel really emotional listening i'm like
0: <laughs> i was still worrying when i went to bed on that night and he did have somewhere to stay he was staying at a friend's house um he did have, he did have the sofa to sleep on which that put my mind at ease because i went to bed that night and i'm thinking i wonder if he got to his friend's house okay i wonder what, i hope he's all right yet. you know and it, mm. and you do he's still worried about even though he's a stranger i was still worried about his well-being really you know when you when you have no one and and you've got nobody to turn to and the council's not helping you and it's like what else can you do and and he was such a, a nice guy he didn't want to get himself into trouble he didn't want to you know having to go to steal to to you know feed himself because he didn't want to end up in prison and and i said i gonna get that and and I said, the thing is, you need to do right by you. And I said, you, there is nice people out there. And he went, Oh, well, yeah, I know. I said, But I said, you need, you need to try and get back on your feet. If you can try and find somewhere while you're staying out of friends, you know, just do something different. And if, if you can get a job, any job, then it'll start you on your journey again. And so that's what you need to do, which just don't go down the wrong route, you know, the bad route, because then you won't get back out of it. <laughs> it was like me just telling him off, really. <laughs> I was pleased to It's really because he was a stranger. we were quite open. he didn't really, he only knew my name. That was it. I didn't give him any more information about myself. Oh, other than when he said his name was Mike, I spelled oh, my dad and brother's name. <laughs> that's the only. That's I said. I won't. I will forget that. Um. So that's the only information I give about myself. They didn't ask about me. Um. But it was all about him and his story. And um. So yeah, I was more like I'm very intrigued. I don't know why I was so intrigued. <laughs>
1: Oh, I think you're being <laughs> modest there. I think you've got some <laughs> magical powers that we could all do with a bit more <laughs> of. Brilliant, brilliant story. So you t- you're taking the stuffing out of me now. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're nearly completing the arc, and I know. I know. I want. I want to let you go and make the most of whatever ounce of daylight there is left. <laughs> um Uh, I wanted to just kind of finish the conversation really with um, so 2020 has been, as we've described it, you know, twists and turns and things presented to us that we never thought uh, would be. Um, So what are your thoughts about the next few months, the new year? Uh, Is there anything that we should be interested in?
0: I think it's just keeping positive. Um, I think everybody needs to be keep, uh, be positive, And as I said, just be grateful for what we've got. And it's not an easy time at the moment. I think the next few months is not going to be easy, even though there's a vaccine. Um, things are not going to go back to the normal, well, the normal we used to know. Um, so it's going to take some time to get back to that normality. Um, but just keep thinking positively. Don't think that... Everything's happening, which is like, uh, you know, thinking of the bad things, think of all the good things and think about the people around you and, and what you've already achieved and what you're going to achieve next year. And I think that that should keep people going and having a positive attitude in life, whether that's personal or your work in life. And I think I think you need that to to keep your yourself together and to keep you more focused on the year ahead. Um, and regardless of whether you live with people or you live on your own, like myself, um, it doesn't matter. There's, there's still people around you and you can still socialise, you can still um, have a laugh with people, you can still keep your um, mental health and wellbeing um, in, in the right place. Uh, so I think that that's in the next few months, is just concentrating on you and where, where you want to be and where you, where you want to be
1: yeah good brilliant great advice um and also so final final um thing now so if you could write on your christmas list if you could add one more thing and it was a, a little note to reboot to ask for something that that it could provide for you given the the checkered um journey that you've had so far if if we could keep on giving or doing or being or you know or anything what, what would you put on that list?
0: Uh, well to be honest my reboot journey has been fantastic and I can't fault it at all the amount of support I've got the amount of courses I've been on um, and that's cl- classroom courses and e-learning courses online courses and um, but me personally I think it might just be because I've been thinking about a lot more about people's well-being and the resilience and all of that but I wanted to understand a little bit more about psychology Ooh.
1: Ooh. and I don't
0: know where I don't know why I've been thinking about this for in the last few weeks and um, I, I don't know whether that's possible to even do a course on that to be honest Um, but think but understanding people's thoughts and and I know like I've covered it a little bit in, in one of the um, classes about how um, fear and excitement could be, could be the same thing. So if you're excited about something, if you, if you think you're scared about something, like a job interview, it might be that you feel ex- you're actually excited, but your brain's telling you differently. Just that intrigues me. And I just think I might, I might want to know a bit more about that side of it. of, and I think that'll help me, even though like, my confidence has, I have gained confidence over the last couple of years, I think that'll even help me further and help me to understand the people around me even more lovely so nice. i don't know if that's a possibility though Luke.
1: well what did, what did i say earlier <laughs> be careful what you wish for <laughs> you need watch to go. out <laughs> 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 we'll see what we can rustle up <laughs> there's all Pretty sorts awesome. of christmas crackers these days <laughs> so yeah so we are done we've we've had a really good hour there I've loved this conversation it's been brilliant you've taken me in all sorts of directions (laughs) um and I'm I'm hugely grateful to you because you are so representative of uh this community of people you you tick so many boxes uh but bigger and better than all of that you're just a really good person thank you very much
0: so good I appreciate that
1: And you're funny. You don't take yourself too seriously. So I always love people like that. And for, you know, for the girl from Hull who turned up just to do Excel, you've (laughs) done absolutely brilliantly well. And I cannot thank you enough. Thank you. (laughs) So I'll say Merry Christmas.
0: Yeah, same to you. Have a good Christmas.
1: Tomorrow, I'm going to be talking to the lovely Laura Brunton, who, quite frankly, has enough energy to light up the entire light show in Oxford Street at Christmas. She is turbocharged. She talks to us about her triple A analogy and has lovely tips around how we can hang on to our motivation moving into 2021 tune in press play have a listen and i'll be meeting you there